Welcome everybody to the Tiffany Talks podcast show where I discuss holistic health, healing, and helping others in 30 minutes or less. I'm your host, Tiffany Patlin, health and wellness coach, best-selling author of the book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal, small business owner, bless ambassador, and an inspirational speaker. And I am on a godly mission to heal the world. It's me, and we are here on episode 23, and today I really wanted to talk about self-love in honor of the love month, February. Now, I know a lot of people say that a lot of these holidays are crap and this and that because they're, um, you know, they're all wrapped around, you know, money and buying things, and, and I understand that. I get that, and I know a lot of that's true. But it's an opportunity to show people that you love them. And I don't think that we should only do it on Valentine's Day. (laughs) You know, we should do that every day of our lives. You know, I tell everybody that's important to me that I love them. And, you know, I think it's something that we should all do because our time here in this world is so precious. And we just need to start telling those people that mean a lot to us that we love them. But you know who else needs to be told that they're loved? you. When is the last time that you actually looked at yourself in the mirror? Not just to look at yourself as you put your makeup on or when you're doing your hair or when you get ready to to leave, but when did, have you ever actually looked at yourself in the mirror and told yourself that you really love yourself? That's a challenge that I want you to take today. If you've never done that before, And it's okay. You might even feel kind of funny or silly doing that. I'm encouraging you to do it anyway. Take a moment, whether you have to go to your car and get a little compact mirror out, or even if you don't have a mirror, you know how we can take selfies on our phone and turn the video around? Use that. The whole point is that you're looking at yourself and you're looking into your eyes, into the depths of your soul, and you're telling yourself, I love you. Do that. And if you feel the need to cry, don't hold back those tears. Allow yourself to cry. That is um, a release. You are releasing some pent up emotions that you may not have realized that you've been suppressing for who knows how long. So I encourage you to do that today. Tell yourself that you love yourself. So I want to start by talking about how when we're raised as children, we don't know anything, right? We depend on our mother and father to raise us in a healthy, good way. We don't know when we're being, you know, sometimes we'll know when we're being mistreated, but sometimes we're too young to even understand what's going on. So if we're being raised in a toxic environment 
where maybe you're being yelled at all the time, you're being cursed at all the time, you're being spanked and smacked and hit all the time, you're being criticized, like, why didn't you do this? Why can't you do that? Do, 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 you're lazy and all that stuff. We're actually not being raised, being praised. We're actually being raised to feel bad about ourselves. And we take that to heart as children because these words, these actions, these behaviors that are all coming at us as little children, we take that to heart because it's coming from the people that we look to, to love and care for us. So we're going to carry that. And if we don't know, which nine times out of 10, we're not going to know, you know what I mean? We're too young. We're not going to know that oh, my parents shouldn't have done that because that's how I grew up. I grew up being spanked and smacked and hit, screaming, crying, begging them to stop. And they wouldn't because they had their own issues. And I write in my book about how those who have issues of their own, when they use punishment in that way, they tend to go overboard because they don't know how to control their emotions. So that's how I was raised. And I remember feeling like my parents hated me. I did not think my parents loved me. I felt very unloved. And that was what my young mind thought. It's like I was always being yelled at. I was always being cursed at. I was always being talked down to and criticized and this, that, and the other. And I really believed that my parents hated me. I did not growing up feeling loved. And then to have a sibling that, you know, hurt me all the time, mentally, physically, and emotionally, I was really starting to believe that I just was not worthy of love. And I didn't even realize that I was thinking these thoughts. I didn't even realize that I had those feelings. It just was. I did not realize a lot of this stuff until I basically started writing my book and I had to talk about my entire life experience. So as a child, I went back in time and I started realizing and really looking deep into my past and seeing how I was treated by my mother, how I was treated by my father. And it was very, very eye-opening. That's something that I do with my clients when I coach them to heal and find their unique path to healing and happiness. Because we as adults tend to forget a lot. And we don't realize how something you know that happened to us in our past, just like how our parents spoke to us, can actually affect us right here and right now in our adult lives. It'll affect how we parent our children. It'll affect how we treat our spouses and how we expect, that's a big one, how we expect our spouses to treat us. Are we looking for them to fill that void that we never got as a child? That happens and we don't realize it. And if that's you, it, you know, if that sticks you know, out to you that out that that uh, that felt good to me. That struck a chord in me. Um, don't feel bad about it, and that's an opportunity for you to look deeper so you can you know heal any of those emotions that you might have suppressed in there. And when we experience all this and we learn all this as an adult, it's like okay, then what do we do? I'm an adult. What do you mean? I don't love myself. I hate myself. This stemmed from childhood. I know it's like it feels weird. At least it did for me. It was like I should know better. Like I should know this stuff. But you know, like like I mentioned, if you're like me and you didn't grow up that way, we have a responsibility as adults ourselves to know better and do better and basically start taking care of ourselves, not looking for love in other people, not looking for you know acceptance you know from other people. But we need to be that 
for ourselves. Um, so like I mentioned, as an adult, the pain will remain. It'll be alive and it'll be alive within us. And like I mentioned, whenever we experience a painful or traumatic event, we don't even realize sometimes that we experienced a painful or traumatic event or that we were even abused. That's why the timelines are really, really important to do because it does help you identify areas in your life that you may not have realized before and you can then start the healing process. So if your pain was never purged, that's a great place to start. And then you could start healing. You could do a release ritual. You can just some sometimes people can just just acknowledging and connecting the dots is enough to want to be able to start healing and doing better with that and loving yourself and caring and healing and all that. Um, as adults, if you're a parent and you grew up with a lot of this stuff, it will come out in your parenting. I love the statement where that um, we have a responsibility to heal ourselves. So we parent from a place of wholeness rather than brokenness, because we might be like, well, what are you talking about? I love my children. I love my kids. Da, 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 da. I believe you. I believe you that you love your children. Just like me. I love my children a lot. But when I was carrying all of those symptoms of my mental illness, the anxiety disorder and the depression and the excessive anger and a lot of that stuff, it came out of me. And I, there were times when I didn't realize it until I started doing that work where I was paying attention to my thoughts, my feelings, my words, and my actions. That's when I started to notice, uh Oh, I'm copying my mother. I said, I wasn't going to be like her, but I'm copying a lot of the things that she did. And it was mind boggling to me. It was very eye opening. that again, that was another opportunity for me to start the healing process there and realize I need to heal because my children do not deserve to deal with the consequences of all the pain that I experienced. You know what I'm saying? Give me one quick second. I'm actually, um, my kids are upstairs and I feel like they're being a little loud. I don't know if you guys can hear it. And my husband um, is working home from school. I mean, from school, from work today, because it was really snowy on the roads and they hadn't come paved them yet. So I just had to send him a text to ask him if he can check in on them. They seem fine, but I hear it getting loud. So sorry about that. Um, that's the beauty of working from home. <laughs> you can still parent and do things like this. Um, so again, I want to get back to about how as adults, when we carry this self-hate or lack of self-love, if you will, it does seep out of us in our parenting and how we treat our children. And we aren't always aware of it. That's why, even though you might think, oh, well, I'm great. I'm great with my kids. I'm great. It would still be beneficial, you know, to do a timeline of your life to see. Because again, a lot of times we don't even know unless we look, we look and see what is there. Is there something I'm doing that, you know, I'm... I could be doing better with. Maybe you aren't angry. Maybe you don't have symptoms of mental illness. Maybe you're impatient. Maybe you criticize too much. Maybe you're not giving your kids enough space. Maybe you don't communicate with your kids enough. Maybe you don't spend enough quality time with them. You know, do you know who their friends are? Maybe there's communication. There's always an opportunity for us to be better. And yeah, here's another thing I wanted to point out. When when we don't love ourselves, and this goes for men and women, it's just—it's not just a man, uh, a female thing. Us human beings need to learn to love ourselves, because 
little boys look up to their father to teach them how to be a man, how to treat women. And if a man does not love himself, then he's going to make a lot of poor choices for his mental health, for his physical health, and for his spirituality, which will also affect how he is in the world, how he is as a spouse, as a husband, as a parent, as a father, as a friend. It's going to affect him. That's why it's important to heal because we have a responsibility, especially as a parent, when we have little ones that look up to us, we have to teach them, you know, what to do and what not to do. And it goes the same for women. We're mothers, you know, and especially if you're raising little girls, you know, you want to make sure that they know and learn that they're worthy of love, you know, self-respect, you know, to hold themselves up as a high regard and not to settle for less. You know, it's really important for us to do that and vice versa. It's not just a little boy and the father and a daughter and a mother, because for me as a daughter, I realize now that I needed my father to teach me how a man should treat a woman. I learned the entirely wrong way of the way it was supposed to be. My father didn't know that that was something that I needed or that he needed to do as a father. He didn't know that. And I forgive him for that. How can he do something when he didn't even know it was something that he was supposed to do? You know, back then people thought that it was all the responsibility went on the the mother. The mother's the one that takes care of the kids and that's it. She cooks, she cleans, and that's it. And the men, you know, they do the work and and then that's it. But it's not. Children need both of our parents. That's why God gave us all a mother and a father. It wasn't, you know, just that. Not only that, if you have a son and you're a mother like me, if I grew up not loving myself, not taking care of myself, not being the best that I can be, you know, learning to apologize when I'm wrong, speaking love and light into people, you know, just things like that, then I would fear that my children, my boys, I have three boys, I would fear that they would go out into the world and attract a female that was like me that didn't show love for themselves. It didn't take care of themselves. And I do not want that for my boys. I want to show my boys, you know, what, a you know, a good woman is a woman that has an, a, to me, what that is, is a woman who, who loves herself, who takes care of herself, who loves other people, who um, is very helpful, who's smart, who's educated, who has self-respect for themselves. And if you are someone that desires to have all that, it usually stems from that place of love, of self-love. When you love yourself, you want to take care of yourself. So as parents, especially, we do have a responsibility to love ourselves so we can be the best that we can be for those little the next generation, you know, that's going to be stepping up to the plate. And we want to have wholesome, well-rounded children running this world. You know, God tells us to love thy neighbor as we love ourselves. Now, I saw an article where it said that Jesus doesn't tell us to love ourselves. And I was thinking to myself, well, perhaps not. I don't think I've seen that in the Bible, but it does have a lot of scripture about love. And the only way that we develop lack of self-love is if we've been mistreated or abused in our younger years. 
or even our teens. I mean, it doesn't really matter the age, you know, we, if we're mistreated or abused, that's usually what happens. Um, so we have to undo that. And that's why practicing and learning about self-love is important. Um, I know for a fact it was for me because I overcame a life of abuse in various forms. So learning self-love was critical for me. You know, learning learning to love myself was important because I started hating myself. The way that I looked, everything about me, because I felt whatever I had or however I looked it made me a target to continue being sexually abused. And I didn't want that. So I just started hating myself. And I remember feeling like I was cursed with beauty. I wrote a poem about it a long time ago. I wish I could find it. It was really dark, but it just shows where I was. And I am so not there anymore. I can look at myself in the mirror and I can, I'm proud of myself because I've come so far, you know, I've done so much healing and I am beautiful. I am worthy of love and I deserve to be treated with respect, you know, and now that I found my newfound voice, you know, I use it. I stand up for myself. You know, I do things now. I'm, I'm different. I care. I care about what I feed my body. I, I care, you know, and I wouldn't have been able to do that until I started doing the work of learning to love myself. And so when it comes to God telling us to love thy neighbor as we love ourselves, if we didn't grow up with that self-love, a lot of times people will tend to react to others in a way of jealousy. You can't be happy for other people or, you know, because you're not happy with yourselves. That's usually where that stems from. So if we're meant to love our neighbors as we love ourselves, how can we really love our, our you know, our brethren, our brothers and sisters in this world, if there's, we don't even love ourselves. And I think that's really important. We need to learn to love ourselves because then it will allow us to love others from a place of wholeness rather than brokenness. Because somebody who doesn't love themselves can be nice to people. You can be nice to people, but deep down, do you really like people? Like it all matters, you know, it's like a big web and it's all intertwined and it all really makes sense. And the root is loving yourself. When you love yourself, you just, you tend to think, feel, respond differently to everyday things that you, you know, you encounter in your everyday life. And that includes your neighbors. That includes interactions with other people. You're more likely to be empathetic. You're more likely to have compassion. You're more likely to want to help other people because you know the power of, you know, appreciating and loving yourself. And you want to, that just oozes out of you and you just want to, you know, lift other people up. I feel like that's how I am. I'm full of so much love and healing and light. I just want to, I'm trying to pour it in every single person I come across because I want everybody to know what this feels like. You deserve to know what this feels like, and I really want it for you. So we're going to continue to talk about this topic. I did mention that it is our responsibility to practice self-care, but I feel like the prerequisite is self-love. You have to learn to love yourself. And with that will come the self-care, caring for yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. What's also included in that is self-forgiveness because a lot of times we do things or we did do things in our past that we might be ashamed of that might have actually hurt us. And we need to practice self-forgiveness. And I'll give you an example. Um, You know, I was a really, really 
bad drunk in my past. And I was very promiscuous because I had been sexually abused so much my life. I thought it was my point of living was to please men. And those are the lies of my circumstances. I don't believe that now. And I don't, I, I believe that I was believing those lies back then. I just didn't know any better, you know? And because I didn't love myself or care about me. Nobody taught me or was showing me care. So why would I care about myself when I was never taught that? And um, so I would drink and, you know, I'm hurting my liver. I'm hurting my body by overly drinking and going to the bar every day and getting drunk. That wasn't helping me. That was not healthy for me mentally, physically, or spiritually. Not only that, it put me in harm's way. It put me around wrong people who also had drugs that I would partake in because I just didn't care. It's like, oh yeah, sure. I'll snort that line. I'll pop that pill. I'll drink that. Sure. Whatever. You know, and if I drank too much, I would go to the bathroom, vomit and come back out and continue drinking. I can't believe I used to do that. I cannot believe that that was me, but it was, it's, that's who I was. And it wasn't the truth of who I was, but it's all I knew how to do. It was to use alcohol to numb my pain. That was all I knew. And I did what I knew at the time. And that's the reason why it was easy for me to forgive myself because I realized I was not raised, you know, in a healthy way. And then I was abused left and right. I wasn't protected. None of that was my fault. I didn't ask for any of that. I didn't ask to be born. You know, none of that had anything to do with me. Those were the actions of a lot of other people. And, you know, everybody has free will to make a right choice or a wrong choice. And there was a lot of people that made a, long, a lot of wrong choices. Um, and they hurt me. But I made a choice to purge that pain because all it was doing was keeping my symptoms of mental illness alive. It was keeping my anxiety disorder alive. It was keeping my depression alive. It was keeping the anger alive. It was keeping those PTSD nightmares alive. That's all it did. So learning to forgive myself was part of my healing. And I encourage you to do that. Like if you realize that that's something you, you're doing, learn to forgive yourself because a lot of times these things are not our fault. And me drinking, you know, yeah, that was self-inflicted. But again, that was what I learned. I did the very best I could with the little tools that I had, and they weren't exactly good ones, you know, but I forgive myself for that. Know better, do better. And that's what my life is all about, is just being the best version of myself. And to this very day, I am still peeling back the layers because we're never done healing. We're never done learning. And there's always something new for us to explore and, you know, apply in our everyday lives. Um, abortions is another one. I'm somebody who opted for an abortion three times from the same man who forcefully impregnated me. Back then, um, I didn't know anything about the procedure. I just knew that if you were pregnant, you can go get an abortion. They would, I didn't even know what they would do. I did not understand it. But now that I do, you know, I mean, I knew, I felt guilty that I was, in my mind, I was getting rid of my child and that hurt my heart, but I didn't understand the procedure. So as an adult, when I learned the procedure, it affected me even more. And I had already done so much healing work, but the guilt around this just killed me because I learned what happened to my little babies. I do call them babies because to me, they were my babies. They were in my body. They had life. They might've been only, you know, I don't even remember 
I honestly don't remember how far along I was, but as soon as I knew that I was, so maybe a month, maybe a month or two months, you know, and the babies grow, you know, they have little limbs. People think that they're just a blob of cells, but that is how they start, but they don't stay that way. They are continuing to grow, you know, and their limbs are literally ripped apart when they pull themselves out of you. And I'm sorry if that's too graphic, but it's important for us to know the truth about that procedure. And it's in detail in my book, Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. So if you'd like to learn more about that, it is in this book. And I did that because I wanted women to know exactly what happens before they make a choice to do something like that. If I could go back in time, I don't know if I would change that in my mind because I believe things happened for a reason. Had I not experienced what I did, I don't know if I would have known the importance of sharing what really happens with the world. So I don't like to, to say, oh, well, I should have, would have, could have. You know what I mean? I've done that a few times, but then I, you know, get back on track with my thought process because that can weave us down a downward spiral. So we have to be mindful of what, where our thoughts are and what we're thinking. Um, but we deserve to forgive ourselves. So if you find that there's things that you've done, you know, in your past, no matter how ugly it was, learn to forgive yourself. Realize where you were at at the time. Hurt people hurt people. I've done it myself and I'm not proud of it. But the best way to, you know, right your wrongs is by, you know, acknowledging what you did wrong and, you know, apologizing and making it a point to be better. When you love yourself, you tend to treat yourself better in every way. And that's like the most ultimate, you know, reward is that you'll learn to love yourself. You're going to want to take care of your body. You're going to want to shower more often. So I know a lot of people that are depressed, they have a hard time, you know, showering because it's like, what's the point? I don't care. You know, I know that it's that heavy, dark feeling and you're just like, Ugh. you know, I know that feeling. Um, but when you practice self-love and you start realizing the good things about you and all these things that you're worthy of love, you tend to want to care about yourself better. So wanting to take a shower to clean yourself actually becomes something that you start to enjoy more than you may have before. You know, you want to take care of yourself mentally. You want to look at your past. You want to see what else is lingering there so that way you can get rid of it because you realize you do not deserve to carry the pain from somebody else's wrong choices that hurt you. Yeah, it hurt, but we have the opportunity to use that pain for a purpose. That's what my life is about. Yours is not the same as mine, but you can still use your pain for a purpose to help somebody else. You know what I mean? Just by even acknowledging things like this, you can take care of yourself and it'll benefit your children, your spouse and everybody around you. Um, when you care for yourself, you want to raise your internal vibration. You just start asking bigger questions. You want to learn about, you know, spirituality and, and you know, God. If you're somebody that's not a believer, you start to open your eyes. You start to because we're naturally connected to our creator and you just start to, you know, be curious and ask those big questions that you may ne never have asked before. You know, you desire to be the best version of yourself because you real you do realize that it affects all areas of your life. You become a better parent, spouse, friend, coworker, and overall better healthy-minded person in this world. And that is a beautiful thing. 
And in order to do all that, we really have to listen to how we treat ourselves, you know, paying attention to how we talk to ourselves. Like, do you call yourself names? Do you call yourself an idiot? Do you, oh, I'm so stupid. Oh, why did I do that? What an idiot I am. Stop that. Stop that right here and now. Like, seriously, scratch that out. Cancel it. Even if you notice that you did it, cancel it. Say, I cancel that because that is not the truth of who I am. You know, and say, you know what? I'm smart. I just made a mistake and I'm still worthy of love. Say whatever you need to. Start creating those affirmations that mean something to you. Find a, a quote that you love, something that rings true for you. That way you can stop doing that. Um, because that internal talk is not healthy. And a lot of that, a lot of times that negative self-talk is us repeating what was told to us by our abusers, our caregivers that did not care for us, our boyfriends or husbands or whoever it was, you know, wives, whoever it was that hurt us and mistreated us. We might be using those same words and we're not even realizing it. So make sure you pay attention to what you're doing. And I want to give you guys an opportunity to grow in self-love with me. I'm hosting a free self-love challenge in my Facebook group. It is a private Facebook group because I wanted to make sure that it's a very safe environment for people. And I will make sure to have a link in the description box so you can just easily click on that and join the group. It's called the Unlocking Your Ability to Heal Community because I share a lot about, you know, ways to help yourself heal mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, but for the whole month of February, I'm going to have a post each day and I'm going to come on live to give you a little bit of info about that post and encouragement and inspire you because I really want to help you on your self-love journey. So all 28 days, we're going to have posts. Some of them are journaling entries. Some of them are things I want you to go out into the world and do for yourself. And, you know, I'm doing everything I can to make this fit everybody at every different level. So I encourage you to join. Um, there's going to be um, incentive for this. So those who post uh, pictures, videos, even just a comment letting me know that you did it um, to get the most out of it. You know, that's what this is about. If you choose not, if you choose to join and you don't participate, well, it's not doing anything to me. It doesn't affect me in any way. If anything, it makes me sad because I feel like a lot of more of us need this in our lives and I want this for you, you know, um, but it doesn't affect me. So if you commit to doing these things and engaging in everyday post, I promise you will start to feel different about yourself. Things will come up for you. And it'll, like I mentioned, they're just opportunities for you to address those things in your life, to heal them, to wrap them in love and forgiveness and to just let it go and rise up into more of the truth of who you really are as a person. Um, so like I mentioned, those who uh, participate and do all that, I'm going to raffle off a very special prize at the end. I, I think it's going to be like a cute little box full of things that will support you and help you to learn to love yourself. So um, I hope you guys will join. I'd love to see you in there. And um, I talk about it often, but for those of you that don't know, um, I am the best-selling author of Unlocking Your Ability to Heal. And in the back of this book, it actually does have a self-care section. And it's comprised of three different key areas 
for your mental, physical, and spiritual health. So you can choose things in each area to create your very own trifecta, which is choosing something to do every day for each key area, because that's what brings your human body into alignment. And that's when you get to experience the natural side effect of healing in all areas of your life. Uh, This book is sold on Amazon and you can also order it by visiting my website at unlockingyourabilitytoheal.com. And I will make sure that I have all the links in the description box for you. And, you know, I hope to see you inside the community and to start embarking on your self-love journey. And by all means, share the love, invite a friend, invite a family member, um, because you deserve to know what it feels like to not only live in the light, but to love yourself. I'm Tiffany Patlin, signing off until the next episode. Bye, everybody.